What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, for for the last week, for the last week, across from me, virtually, is Life on Crime Basketball Connoisseur Garrett Howe. This is the 21st, right? Nope. 20th? The 20th. Wow, well, uh-huh. I could have sworn we already done the 20th. Okay. We did not. All right. We talked about it last week, how this week is the 20th. Okay, yeah, because, pro- think- dude, I've been thinking all week about, I guess I've been thinking so much about the 20th episode that I, it just, I guess it just flew by and I thought we already did it. Anyway, guys, 20th installment of the Press Breaker podcast. And uh, if you hear me, if you're hearing the difference in my voice, yes, I'm very crispy now in the voice. I got this uh, nice studio microphone and... uh cool thing about it is we actually today actually we set up our own studio our own spot in an office in an undisclosed location so yeah we're gonna start doing in-person podcast for i guess ever i don't really see a reason why we'd go virtual anymore you know um Assuming this podcast is still going on in the year, I don't think I live here, so that'd be one reason we wouldn't be in person anymore. Um. Eh, yeah, we'll see about that. I would like if this podcast was still going. Personally, I would like if this podcast was my full time job. I mean, just saying. Yeah, that'd be right? some cool stuff. That'd be some cool there's, stuff. There's some time for that to happen. Which there's a lot of speaking time. of speaking of full time and profit and stuff that we probably shouldn't even be remotely even thinking about right now uh go to our twitter in our bio you will see a uh, or not in our bio but in the little website link on our twitter uh you'll see the link to our merchandise which you can get at teespring which i think they go by spring now they kind of dropped the t because they do a lot of stuff now like we got a coffee mug yeah Pressbreaker has a coffee mug we got stickers we got hoodies we got long sleeve tees we got we got uh short sleeve tees just normal t-shirts uh, go ahead, cop that. It's dope. It's super simple, but that's why it's so cheap. So, go over there, get you some merchandise, and yeah, guys, 20th episode, five months in, technically, if you go by every month, that's four weeks, but you know. And we haven't taken a week off, so technically yeah, you're correct. That, uh, you know, some months have five weeks, though. That's kind of crazy. Well, sort of, right? Yeah. It depends on. What day it starts on and what, what day it ends on. Right? Yeah, that's kind of the name of the game. You start the month, you end the month. Or, but you know anyway, what time's just a construct. Yeah, that, that is true, though. But uh, super crazy that we're already 20 episodes into it. I really... It doesn't feel like we've done 20 episodes of this. Like, at all. I agree. Every time... Obviously, it's not, like, surprising, because every week we do one. It's like, okay, we're, you know, one more. But, like, I get, like... I get what you're saying for sure, because it's like, it, it's just time goes so fast. Ever since we've like have graduated high school, everything to me has just been a blur. Yeah. So this just move. It's just moving, man. It's just this is just like I don't know. I hate it. it means we're getting old quicker. But yeah, I mean, but I'm excited that we're 20 episodes in because you know we talked about the five month thing. We're officially. Like in NBA season territory, we're getting deep into it now, almost mid season, right? Right? Yeah. No, well, hell no. What are you talking about? They're fourteen games in. 
That's more than 14. They're yeah, they are 14 units. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20. The mid 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 season. Yeah, the, f- the fourth of the season is gone. Not even. Really. Yeah, not even. Like a sixth. Mm, you need. You just calm down. All right. <laughs> you just need to calm down. Hey, it's okay. But uh, I'll only forgive you if you answer this question correctly. Go ahead. What is the highest points per game average by a non-all-star in NBA history? Should be easy. Happened literally like last year. Who or what? Who? Actually, give me who and what. My guess. Um. Wait. I have two thoughts, and okay. one of them is me trying not to overthink it. I'm going to give you both, and I'm going to tell you, just like, react to the first one, then tell me after the second one, all right? Okay. My first thought was Devin Booker, averaging okay. probably, like, what, 25, right? Close yeah, to that? I mean, probably, yeah. And then my second thought was Bradley Beal, because he averaged, like, 30, and I was like, wait, no way Bradley Beal wasn't an all-star, right? But then I was like, well, maybe he wasn't. People get snubbed all the time. Dame apparently snubbed for fun. Oh, oh, snubbed God, for freaking. You're right. you're right. I forgot. He's Wait. been an all star before, though, right? Yeah, that wasn't the answer, though. Oh, I'm just, it? I'm just trying to say, uh, put this minute marker down to where I gotta edit out my cursing. Pretty cool. Um, you're right, though. It was Bradley Beal. Thirty and a half points. Oh, sick. Last season. Two seasons ago, sorry. Bradley Beal's a man. He's a myth. He is a man. Speaking of Bradley Beal, holy poop. The Washington Wizards are still on top. I was surprised last week. I'm surprised this week. Come on, man. Like, where are they coming from? I don't know, but it really reminds me of the John Wall, Bradley Beal era. Because it's, you kind of think about it, it's like, they're finally back because all Bradley Beal's been missing is like a, a guard that fits with him. You know, Russell Westbrook and him just didn't totally fit. I would say him and Westbrook just didn't fit, obviously, while they traded him. Or not traded. Yeah, they did trade him. Yeah. Uh, but Dinwiddie does, because I'm not going to say Russ is, Russ is selfish, but, like, John Wall and Dinwiddie would defer, you know, more often than yeah. Russ would. Yeah, for sure. So, so I think they just feel a lot better. And, like we've talked about before, I think the Lakers really just won that Russ trade. I mean, the Wizards won that rest trade because they got so many good pieces from the Lakers, like so many good, role, solid role players. Yeah. That really like, complement this, like Bradley Beal and Spencer Dinwiddie. I agree. I agree. And it's really looking like, I mean, think about it. Sorry about that. Oh, you think yeah. about it. I mean, the, the standings chart really just tells you everything you need to know. Lakers eighth seed, Washington first seed. And it's like... If there was any debate on who won the trade, I mean, just look at the standings. I mean, you got Washington, who was what a bottom barrel team last year. What was it? what was their record last year? Um, their record was thirty four and thirty eight. Oh, they finished. They started eighth. out. They, they started out the bad though, if you'll recall, like really bad. Yeah, did I'm they? Pretty sure they were last or like they were hovering around talks territory at the beginning. Oh the yeah, they, they started. They started off the two. season three and eighteen. Yeah, so they really made a comeback. Um, 
The Lakers suck right now. Like, just straight up. Like, they yeah. brought in Russ for when LeBron sits, and they haven't – they've won a game or two when LeBron sat. So, I mean, like, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's super unfortunate. Um, it's bad. And I think it really – you know, you look up and down the Lakers roster, and it's really just age. Like, you've got – Anthony Davis, who is one of the youngest players on the team, and he's still 26, 27, 28, yeah. You've got Russell Westbrook, who has 13 years in the league. Carmelo Anthony, 18 years. Avery Bradley, 11. DeAndre Jordan, 13. Dwight Howard, 17. Rajon Rondo, 15. Wayne Ellington, 12. LeBron, 18. Trevor Ariza, 17. And it's like, holy poop, man. Like, your assets are just not there. Like, Think about when this team, like, blows up. They don't have any picks. They don't have any assets. They are going to be exactly... They are following the exact same trend Kobe Bryant's teams did. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean. But they are following the same exact trend the Lakers did when Kobe tried to get that one last hoorah. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to tell you, they're going to be in a much worse position when LeBron and AD leave. Because, like you said, they don't have any picks. And they won't. They'll continue to not have picks because that was the difference between LeBron and Kobe's teams. Kobe's teams, like, started sucking. And Kobe was still there. And then he just retired, right? LeBron's just going to leave. Like, they'll be good, and then they just won't be. Because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There won't be, like, a lull with him still there. He's just going to go. Mm-hmm. So, they're, they're going to go from having probably... 10, I would not, is 10 too high, maybe, of, like, the most promising young guys in the NBA at one point? Like, oh, like not at one point, but, like, you know, over, like, that five-year oh, Over the course of five years. I mean, you got to think about it. They had Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, and Julius Randle. Um, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma, who, yes, he was promising. Israel. Lonzo Ball. Uh, yeah, Lonzo... Caruso, I would say, was promising at this point. Yeah, Caruso. He's still I young. Can't, I can't think of anybody else, though, to be honest with you. Still, a, like a whole team, a rotation's worth of yeah, promising talent. Definitely. And they just, I get giving up for LeBron. Like, I get it. And AD, like, I understand. I don't knock it, but this is what happens. Not yeah. that they're going to lose again. Not that they're bad and not going to make playoffs, whatever. I'm just saying, like, in a year or two, it's over. Vika, and they are in a worse position. Vika uh, Zubac. Oh yeah, he's, Zubac. He's, he's come pretty along. Good. He's pretty good, man. Like he he's pretty along. good. Did I say Jordan Clarkson? You did. He was the first one he named. Okay. Thomas Bryant Green. on the uh, Lakers. He was. Isaiah Thomas. Turning... But he was still pretty. He was still pretty uh, old at that time. Even. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson's Captain Greenlight. That's what he is. I mean, goodness. Yeah, he is. I, I I love that Quinn Snyder trusts him, but sometimes I'd say, hey, you could probably take a night off. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's really too bad that he can't just, like, feel out. Like, he shoots a couple shots, like, man, I'm just not going to hit any night, you know? It's too bad he doesn't have, like, no nobody has that awareness, obviously. But if Jordan Clarkson did, he'd be the best sixth man ever. Oh, yeah. Like, easily. Yeah. Because his on nights are crazy. Yeah, they are. Like, and They're absolutely nuts. And it's so weird how the Jazz will literally just let him do his thing. 
Like, they do not interrupt what he's doing in the slightest. They are just like, all right, Jordan, green light, go to town, carry us home. Which I do get it because, like, he'll have so nice, but then all of a sudden he's just, like, picking it up. Just He is just firing. Because I'm pretty sure one night they were playing somebody, I can't remember, and he scored, like, the Jazz sucked and then put Jordan Clarkson. He scored 14 points in the quarter in, like, four or five minutes. I don't know what else he did the rest of the game, but he just, like, you know, he just he's just somebody that can always turn it on. Always. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I feel like we've kind of uh, – Kind of beat this horse into the ground. But, oh, absolutely uh, exhausted. We should probably move on. <laughs> so, something I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure you wanted to talk about it too, because you were actually the one that brought it to my attention. Jonas Valanciunas. Even though his team is 2-14, and 14, he is lighting it up. 19 Bro. points a game. 55% from three. 50% from the field. 87% from the free throw line. Like imagine, imagine he had he pulls off the fifty fifty ninety season. That would be uh, the most efficient season by a center ever, I would say. Yeah, not the best season ever, obviously, because you have years like where Kareem and Shaq were averaging like, and Will would average like freaking thirty and twenty. Yeah, but uh, that would be the most efficient season ever by a center, definitely, no doubt. Yeah, probably, yeah, no doubt, and like. Um, He's just, he's been this good. That That's the thing that, like, I can't get people to understand. He's been this good. He oh, just he didn't, he just didn't, he just didn't have the green light, man. Or like the he, minutes. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. That, the Raptors, even when Jonas was starting, was not playing the minutes he's playing now. Yeah. I don't think. Is he playing a lot of minutes now? Mm-mm. Uh, he's still not? Oh, oh, still? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's playing 33 minutes a game this season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but okay, with the Raptors, with the Raptors, the most play time he got was in his second season. He played 28.2 minutes a game, and that was 2013-2014. And if I'm not mistaken, the only other center they had on that team was Luis Scola. Um, Baller. If I go and look at the 2013-2014 Raptors right now, no, I take that back. Their only other center was Chuck Hayes. 6'6 six, six center. Hey, Ooh. Uh, don't disrespect Lucas Noguera like that. He wasn't on the team in 2014. Was he not? He was on the team in 2015. You're such a... Get out of here. Whatever. He deserves a roster spot right now, guaranteed. Yeah, Lucas Noguera is kind of tight with it. Remember when he actually started to look good there for a hot second? Yeah. In 2017? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give you a name that played on the Raptors in 2015. Greg Steesma. The Steams. (laughs) Uh. Tyler Hansborough. I'm a UNC fan. Hey, but, Steam, Steam's man should have been phased out of the league five years before that Raptors go. That's all I'm gonna say about him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of a Greg Steamsma type player, Andres Biedrins. Was the last time you heard that name? Ooh, that's a that's a good pull, bro. <laughs> that is a good pull. That's such a. I apologize for in my head stereotyping white bad centers but had to happen to pull that kind of name i mean come on yeah i mean yeah robert sacker you can't blame me dude he was uh, he was strong i'll give it to him that dude was strong he, he, he was he was strong <laughs> as hell bro 
That guy was so... <laughs> he bullied anybody. He wouldn't make the shot. He, oh, no, dude. Zero possibility he makes the shot. But he would get there. He would get under the basket, but he just wouldn't make it. Him and JaVale McGee are the... I could be using the straw. Here, they're twin flames, dude. JaVale McGee is the lanky version that misses all the shots, and Robert Sacre is the really bulky, slow version. <laughs> yeah. Um... What were we talking about? Jonas? Jonas Valanciunas. Being a baller? Yeah. Uh, what? In a team... Oh. In a team that doesn't have Zion yet. Never will. Oh, man. How about that? Bro, I saw a couple tweets about him. One of them was... Or they're both regarding his comeback, like, because he can do 1v1 drills now. Yeah. At practice. And one of them said, Thanksgiving's going to set this man back far... <laughs> they were putting back to like February or something. And another one said Thanksgiving's gonna have this man sweat and gravy in the one on ones. Like, oh man, poor Zion, dude. Oh, I'm so sorry, my mic was muted, but trust me, I was laughing at that one. I was about to say <laughs> my I mic said it and I was like I apologize. I thought I lagged. No, so I uh we're good. No, I uh my phone was on loud when I thought I put it on silent. So I saw uh, I saw an alarm that was about to go off at 10, and so I just p- pushed the mute on my mic real quick. I got you. Um, But yeah, man, Zion's, I don't know, lost cause at this point, in my opinion. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on now, he, he ain't no lost cause. But it's closer than people think. <laughs> it's closer than people think, man. But I don't know, dude. He might bring it back at average twenty nine nine to nine. You you never know. Like he is that type of player. He can do uh-huh. it. We've seen it time and time yep. again. Well, we've seen it time. <laughs> Just Twice. time. Time and again. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. His rookie campaign though, it was all right, but it wasn't nothing. That, it wasn't no John Morant rookie season. You know what I'm saying? Hometown boy. Jaw has been better than Zion ever since they got in the league. Oh, yeah. Fact. Zion's middle name is Latif. No shot. Zion Latif, Queen Latifah. That tells you all you need to know. Zion Queen Latif Williams. Williamson. They call him, his nickname on basketball reference is Xanos. I hate it. Right, yeah, that's a reach. Come on, BK ref. You gotta be better please than that. Please get on B- uh, Mac. Please somehow hack into BK reference and just delete that line. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do just, anything uh, to their website, but delete Xanos. I thought you were gonna say Xanax right there for a second. I was like, <laughs> delete, where'd you pull that from? Yeah, delete Xanax. But you know, delete, delete, delete. Uh, can I can I talk about something here? Go for it. I'm not gonna stop. We you. talked about it last week. But I just got to reinforce it. Stephen Curry is a freaking madman. Absolute freaking madman. He dropped, he, he, he dropped like what, 40 tonight, I think? So, yes, I, uh. Yeah, on the Cavs, 40. Yeah, uh, I bet on the spread of that game, Warriors, to win by nine and a half, right? Okay. And I noticed in the fourth, they tie, were tied at 81. Well, then I took a quiz for my stats class, whatever. Well, then I get on Twitter, and I see that at one point in the fourth, they were down 13. And then I saw that they won by 15. 
Whew. So after before I they were tied at eighty one, they were going crazy, and then after I checked it when they were tied at eighty one, it must have just got even worse. I mean, they went on a massive run to finish that game. Yeah, can I just say that in Curry's last five games, he's put up fifty, twenty five, forty, twenty four, thirty seven, and forty. I just don't. Six games, sorry. I apologize. Six games. But anyway, whatever whatever the case may be, this man's plus minus is out of this world. Like, you don't even have to tell me his plus minus is good. Like, I know plus minus is a pretty important stat now, but I could just look at his stats, like his scoring stats, and I could tell you they're winning games. Yeah. Like, that's just how Curry is to me at this point. Yeah. Because, like, the way that team is, and really just the way he plays. If he is scoring 25, he's probably he probably has 8 to 10 assists. If he's scoring 30, then he scores 30 and like either of those situations they're winning at this point, right? Yeah. Like there's I mean, just yeah. Not if, lying if, there. uh, there's just so many ways he can destroy you. Yeah. And I'm almost like Steph is like becoming one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Not my favorite player. Like, not one of my favorite players, but just, like, watching him is just crazy. It's, I, it's I, I was a Curry hater. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was a Curry hater until the final series with Toronto where, um, first of all, Fred VanVleet clamped him. I'm going to say it every single time this finals gets brought up. But not only did Fred clamp him, but Curry recognized that Fred was clamping him and had off-ball movements and was just literally playing chess Curry, don't get me wrong, Curry still scored, but he didn't put up, like, ridiculous Curry numbers. Like, you know, he, I'm not going to say should, but can and will. But the way he sees a basketball court and the way that he can develop an offense without even being a part of the offense is absolutely mind-blowing. First off, he never stops moving. Peak stamina. Absolutely peak stamina. Yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say is like, yeah, Fred was really good in, on Curry in ISO situations, but if it was off ball, Curry was getting open, dude. Yeah, that's how like, Curry that's was just, scoring in that finals. But... He is. He was gonna get open no matter like no matter what it took for him to get an open three or yeah. open shot or whatever. He was getting it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know. I'm going to say it again. I know you'll agree. I think you'll agree. Warriors win it all. Just don't. I don't see how they won't. Clay and James Washington still got to come back. Team looks great. Don't see how they don't win it. Unless something drastic happens. I just don't. I don't see it. You really think they're going. You really think they're going to win it all? Yes. With Steph, Wiggs, Jordan Poole. And hey, low key Damian Lee. Shout out Damian Lee. Eleven points a game. But uh, dude, I I hope I hope to God that Clay Thompson is Clay Thompson when he comes back. But the problem is, I just don't know if he will be. I don't think that's even. So you you think they're a lock even without Clay? Um, I wouldn't say a lock. I'd give him like a 62% chance without Clay, right? Okay. Like 60-ish. 
and with Clay and James Wiseman healthy, like let's say they come back and they miss like five to ten games apiece, right? Whole season, just like rest and maintenance and all that stuff. I'd give them like a 75, 80% chance, maybe more than that, to win it with if those two are healthy. Okay. Like, I just think the roles have played out so well now that plugging those two back in will be like really easy for Steve Kerr to do just because he's that good of a coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I mean, gave your opinion, I'm gonna just go ahead and give you mine. I think it might be the Phoenix Suns, man. I really do. Yeah, so I uh, think it'll be the Phoenix the Suns Warriors? because they're they're eleven and three right now, right? They're eleven and three. Yeah, ten game win streak. Um, Devin Booker's playing well. He's not playing out of this world or nothing, but he's playing well. Chris Paul doing normal Chris Paul things. You literally, I don't even have to look at Chris Paul's numbers to know he's doing Chris Paul things. He's just that consistent. DeAndre Ayton is actually playing pretty well. Sixteen uh, percent or sixteen points. Uh, grabbing 11.6 boards a game, 16 and 12 almost for the boy. That is insane. Averaging a steal a game, too, for a center, which is pretty crazy. Not even averaging a block a game. Really want to see that number go up. But the X factor for uh for the for Phoenix, in my opinion, that they have 11 players they can count on, like extremely count on. And when you take into consideration that Frank Kaminsky is... uh. Um, Frank Kaminsky is injured, so he's, you know, not there right now. And then you also have Dario Saric, who's out with that ACL. He could come back in the playoffs. And I don't know about you, I'm high on Dar. I'm high on Dario Saric. I think he's a good player. I think he's an extremely good player. I think he'll instantly come back and get playoff minutes. I think if Dario Saric can come back around Western Conference Finals time. He could be the X factor for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I agree, but I don't think he's coming back. I just don't feel it. I don't. I don't feel it in my bones, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't that's feel. Fair. I don't feel the Dario train coming back to the station at this point. Really? Um, okay. That's fair. You know. You know what i I need to I need to talk about it before I forget about it. What's the I've got a few things about the 76ers that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Nice little Eastern Conference Atlantic Division talk. I like that. Correct. So, number one, uh, apparently, there has been trade talks between the Pistons and the Sixers involving Mr. Ben Simmons. Um, I believe it. No. (laughs) I believe (laughs) it was Ben Simmons for Jeremy Grant another young player, and a first-round pick is what I read on Twitter today. Hmm. I believe that is what I read. Okay. Um. Hmm. Am I a fan of that? I don't believe so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. If I was the Sixers, I would rather get a if I'm going from the Pistons, right, I would rather try and get uh, Sadiq and uh, why am I blanking? There's a young dude that's a rookie that comes off their bench. Is there not? Or am I thinking of uh, Luca Garza, Kate Cunningham? No. no. Uh, I mean, you could be thinking of Isaiah Stewart. It's his second year. 
honestly, you want to know what I think? I think I'm thinking of Corey Kispert, who is on the Wizards, which I know. I think it just like, I don't know why I thought of that. I think that's what I'm doing. Hold on. Yeah, that's what happens Regardless. when we record these podcasts at 1030 at night, man. Fact. Regardless, I th- I would rather, I don't think Jeremy Grant fits as good as like uh, Sadiq. Yeah, I yeah. mean, their front court's yeah, already, of- their front court's already like, Set. Set, yeah. They have Joel Embiid. They have Andre Drummond. They have Georges Niang. They have Tobias Harris. Like, mm-hmm. they don't need any more front court. I mean, I guess Jeremy Grant can play small forward. Like, I guess. But how viable is he going to be at that position? So the thing with Jeremy Grant is that I think he's been playing the power forward for too long now. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I think he's used to, like, the slower style of it, you know? Like, if he's playing the three, he's not going to be posting up like he is now and kind of moving out of that position. He's going to be all around the wings and stuff, which would be fine for him. I just think it'd be a – I don't know. I just like it. I think it's yeah. a, weird, a weird trade. It obviously proves that they don't really care about getting the guard back now and that they trust uh, Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry, which is fair. Because yeah. uh, if you didn't – I texted you about it, Tyrese Maxey or talked to you about it earlier. He's been playing very well during the Joel Embiid absence. I think he is uh let me get his stats here. What in the world? Oh no, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um Tyrese Maxey has twenty two tonight, by the way, against the Nuggets right now who the Sixers are gonna smack by double digits. And okay. Seth Curry has twenty. Uh Tyrese though, averaging seventeen this year. He's a spark plug, man. And not really a spark plug. He's just kind of a microwave. Yep. And uh, not counting the game tonight in the five games Joel's been out, which, unfortunately, the 76ers have all lost. That's how important Joel is to that team. Well, Uh, yeah. Tyrese has scored He's an MVP caliber player. Fact. Tyrese has scored 16, 31, 33, 24, and 16. Whew. And... The only game that he shot below 50% was the first 16 points. I said he shot 31%. But ever since then, he shot above 50% every time. Dang. He's been playing really well. And more importantly that I want to talk about Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry is averaging a career high in points per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage, and is the only player in the NBA with 50, 40, 90 currently. Okay. What stat? Hey, look at you pulling out these stats, man. I'm out here. I I saw this and I had to bring it up. You yeah. had to. Sixers obviously not playing good right now. They need Joel bad. I didn't think they needed him this bad, but they clearly need him bad. Yeah. Um. But luckily, injuries is kind of a widespread occurrence for the Eastern Conference. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty widespread for the Western Conference. But uh, I was catching games the other night, and I noticed that uh Kenny uh King of the Fourth Quarter, shout out Kentrell. Uh, he uh he tweeted out, man, all these players getting injured. So I went to like look at it, and there are a lot of players getting injured this season, and it like it sucks. Like that that's really all there is to it. Like it sucks. Like you'd never want to see a player get injured, obviously. So all these players getting injured, it's like people are having to dig deeper in their rotations and. You know, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing that they're injured. You know, we never want to see players injured. But it's also a good thing that these players that are 10th, 11th, 12th man on the rotation, they're getting a chance to prove themselves. 
And in oh. that case, insert someone like Alexa Pokushevsky, who for the Thunder has averaged, if I'm not mistaken, a per 36 of insanity. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think okay. he's playing because of injuries. I think they just play him. Like, all the time. I think. Yeah. could be wrong. Uh, but he's averaging 11.5 per 36. I didn't know he got, like, actual playing time, though, does he? Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Not he, a ton, but I think 15 minutes a game. Not bad. Not bad at all. But, hey, shout out Aaron Wiggins. He got to uh, he got to play the other night, tonight, something of the sort. Um, Is Andrew that Wiggins. Andrew's brother? I think so. He has a couple brothers, but I can't remember. I feel like there's way no. more Wiggins. No, he's not. He's not Andrew's brother. He's not at all. I thought he was. That's Who's why I was brother? saying that. I have no clue. Is there a, is there a Shaq Wiggins? Look up Andrew Wiggins' siblings. And he has brothers, and one of them played in the NBA. Like not Nick played, Wiggins. You know, was Nick Wiggins. Yes, there you go. He is. I knew he had a brother. He is currently thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played a single NBA minute. He was averaged he on the NBA roster at some point. No. Hmm. He might have made a summer league team. Over <coughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah, but uh, but anywho, man. Um, uh, one more thing that I did want to actually touch on was Miami. They're the machine is oiling, and it's oiling in a very good fashion. They are starting to find the chemistry. They're starting to hit all the strides, and I, you know. I didn't know what to expect of Tyler Hero after that sophomore season absolute slump fest. Real bad. But he's kind of out here killing it. He said he wanted to be on Luka and Jaws level. Not quite there. But, hey, he's good, man. He is good. That's what happens when you have a kid, I guess. He is a good NBA player. But, I mean, you look at the... uh, Look at the Heat's roster. I mean, you got Jimmy Butler, 24 points a game. Tyler Hero, almost 22. Bam, basically 20. Kyle Lowry, basically 13. He's taken a step back from his role he had in Toronto, which, shout out to him. Love Kyle Lowry. Love that he's doing good. Efficient shooting splits. He's killing it. And, I mean, you've got some you've got some underdogs in there, like Max Strauss averaging 7.3. You've got Caleb Martin averaging 5.3. Gross. Um, I really, really, really would like to see Casey Akpala get more minutes. I think he's a really good player. Uh, I think he can be not the guy, but I think he can be a guy for a roster here in four or five years. He just has the good skill sets to do it, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever like noticed Casey Akpala. Probably not. No one really Never. ever does. But his athleticism is like hidden when he plays like he'll do his basic footwork and stuff when he gets the ball inside the low post or he'll play his basic defense on people and it's literally just to put them to sleep and then when he needs to be explosive and make a play he does it and they never expect it anytime but the problem is he only gets like two opportunities to do that a game and you know he'll miss the first one and make the second one you know 
So, like, I don't know, man. I think Casey Akpala is a pretty decent player. I also think that uh, it's time for Udonis Haslam to get out of the league. <laughs> but, hey, it's, what do it's I know? Been, um, you don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, that's the only thing I thought that sucked for the Heat and the Lowry deal is that they had to get rid of Precious. Good for the Raptors, obviously. But I I like Precious a lot. It sucks for the Heat that they get rid of him. Obviously, again, worked out for the Raptors. He's their starting big, right? Uh, or no. does he not start since Pascal's been back? No. Yeah, he does not start anymore. Valuable minute player, though. He's very he he gives some value. Oh yeah. Oh, he's probably averaging like um, twenty five minutes a game. If I had to guess, I'm gonna go look. Um, but yeah, the Heat twenty four point two, really good, very close. The Heat looked really good. Kyle Lowry, X Factor, low key. Obviously, his numbers are down, but I think his impact is very massive on that team. He just, I think he just move it distributes the ball way better than Goran Dragic does. I think that's obviously a a fact. I don't yeah. know anybody that would dispute that. So I think everybody's just like playing a lot better with him. They're like that. I would say that's probably why the Heat are doing so well, in my opinion. Also, Marcus Morris obviously adds a lot. I really don't know where his him being viable came from when he got to the Celtics, but like ever since he's been really solid. Um. Yeah. And the last thing I want to touch on that popped in my head while we were talking here, Jonathan Kaminga got some minutes the other night against the Hornets, and oh. he had a position, had two possessions. One he locked up Miles Bridges, and one he locked up Lamelo. Got a steal against Lamelo and a block hey, on Miles hey, Bridges. Man, I told you he needed to play. That man needed to play. And guess what? He's playing. So good. Shout out to him. Um. Yep. But I just want to. This might be biased of me, but uh, I just want to end this episode of the podcast off by going through the rookies, rookie ladder. Currently have um, first through five on the uh, rookie of the year ladder for basketball reference. They have one Scotty Barnes, of course. Come on. Deserving. Two, Evan Mobley. Deserving. Mm. Three, Jalen Green. Eh. Deserving. Four, Chris Duarte. Shout out to him. Nobody thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be good either, but he's lighting it up. Too bad the Pacers are the least talked about team in the league, and they actually are the least viewed team in the league this they year. They also suck this year. Yeah. Eh, they don't suck. They're like ninth in the East, I think. Something. Eighth. Seventh. I don't know. Anyway, fifth is Cade Cunningham. Um, But yeah, man, Scotty Barnes leading the rookies in points and rebounds. And it's crazy to say that because Evan Mobley is a seven-foot center. Um, so Seven-foot power forward, actually, I think is his listed position, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that I think the rookies is gonna come down to Scotty or Evan. I don't think the other any of the other ones are gonna be as good as they are this year. Yeah. Yeah. I also Scotty is like Scotty's surprising, but not like because Scotty was like a top five prospect coming out of high school, and then in college he was kind of he was on a good team, so he wasn't doing as much, you know. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in a role where he's really shining, like he's really showing what he can do. Yeah. So he's really like it's like that's just, why it's like kind of it's not surprising if you've kept up with him since he was in high school. Yeah, I just really wish he wasn't shooting eighteen percent from three. That's really all I I would rather him shoot zero percent from three than shoot eighteen percent. I feel like. I don't know why he's doing that because we've talked about it last week. Like he has games where he doesn't really score and he's very impactful. So I don't know why he's like trying to jack yeah. up these threes yeah i don't know why he's trying to like make it happen when he doesn't need to make it happen but you know whatever 
Scotty, in my opinion, could low key probably win rookie of the year if he just focused on defense and rebounding. Honestly. Yeah, he's he's I mean, that he's good extremely at both of good those. at it. Yeah, he is extremely he's, good at it. He is that good at both of those facets of this yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'd go in to say that Scotty's probably a lock for rookie of the year because Mobley's out for like two to four weeks, so I think that shocks it. Honestly, because I don't see either of them dealing with that major didn't injuries. Chalk Lamelo's rookie of the year. It should have. Uh, it it really should have. But it's neither here nor there. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is neither here nor there. But uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah, weird. we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast there, man. Uh, hope you guys did enjoy this twentieth episode of the Press Breaker Podcast. Five months in, man, and uh, can't wait to do five months more. And we will be back next week on we'll be in person be at the office we'll be at the studio recording so you guys can look forward to that make sure to go over to our twitter press underscore breaker give that a follow if you haven't already but also go check out the merch in the bio uh every little bit helps it's dope merch mm-hmm. get your dad a coffee mug for christmas get your mom a sticker or a hoodie get your girlfriend and just get a hoodie and then your girlfriend's inevitably gonna wear it because that's what girls do so you'll oh. be repping press breaker too so you know, we'll have that to hang over your heads, all you uh, gentlemen that get uh, the press breaker hoodies. But uh, yeah, Carly bought a hoodie and it is shipped today. So nice. Look at look at the quick turnaround time there. And oh. I just wanted to say, if you see my gambling picks and you happen to follow them, stop. <laughs> They're bad. I mm. think I am going to be rolling into like a financial crisis. A, that, but also just like a under ten win week and probably a twenty loss week. So, uh, hey man, it happens though. It does. So until further notice, fade me. Heavy fade. He- 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 heavy fade. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, guys. Yeah, follow uh press breaker on Twitter. Press underscore breaker. Uh, Garrett will be posting the picks that he does. Press bookie. I need to. I need to figure out something to do for it. Uh. But you know, we'll figure it out. Maybe some polls or something. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some more content lined up for you guys. We've got some big stuff planned. So uh, anyway, guys, yeah, if you did enjoy it, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're viewing this at. Uh, let's get this episode to 100 streams by next episode. I think we can do it. We've only ever done it three times, I think, out of the now 20 episodes that we've done. So if you guys could do that, and make it four. That'd be super cool. But uh, yeah, guys, enjoy your day. We'll be back here next week, 9 a.m. Eastern, as always, for the Breast Breaker Podcast. Whoa, 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 You didn't stop recording yet, did you? No. Okay, I just got a tweet. Rudy Go Rudy Gay made his debut for the Jazz, 20 points on 88% shooting. Oh, my God. Just wanted, just wanted to end that real quick before, you know, I'm good now. I've said all what right. I wanted to say. Well, all right, we're into the podcast. Rudy Gay is a god. See you guys. Be safe. <laughs>